Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hello, and we welcome you to The Last Days Podcast. This is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I'm here with my wonderful friend that I've known for I've known for a, a while, but I want to tell you we've just been able to have some wonderful times of fellowship here in the last few hours since he arrived here in the Johnson City, Tri-Cities area of Tennessee. This is our brother Roger Pope, Chaplain Roger Pope, and Evangelist Roger Pope, anointed vessel of God, whatever. It, 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 Titles really are not important. It's just the thing that if we have the anointing inside of us, and we're so glad that you're here with us. Thank you so much. Well, it's a pleasure and honor to be here with you, Pastor Todd. Oh, we are thrilled. Tomorrow night, now you're not going to necessarily everybody be hearing this before then, but we're getting ready to have a meeting, Kingdom Business Fellowship, and uh, the focus of this is on agriculture and and sustaining a healthy tomorrow and and uh, the things that are necessary for the kingdom of God to know for us to go forward in health, not just to go forward, but, uh, but in healthy ways. And as we were just um, having something to eat just a little bit ago and talking um, with Brother Roger, myself, and uh, Pastor Sam Bradham, and um, Brother Kyle Reynolds in the church here also, uh, who runs Gyra Farms, and many of you are, are very aware of Gyra Farms. Um, we were talking about things, and, and I was like, oh, this, is, this would be wonderful to be able to <clears throat> do a podcast and to be able to talk about these things, which literally, and the other guys were saying, like, our mouths were dropping open wide. We're just like, this is absolutely amazing, absolutely incredible. And so I would just want to say that in Genesis chapter 8, says in verse 22, while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. And I know that many years ago, this is like a few decades ago, this is my 41st year of ministry. And this was a few decades ago. I was in a hotel room and God spoke to me and he said, Todd, he goes, this entire earth is a greenhouse. Anything you plant, anything you sow is going to grow. And it's because of the way God created things mm. with, by a seed, by a seed. And the seed is the key. And whatever we sow is going to bring a harvest. And that's whether it is something in the natural, whether that's something in the spirit, Everything grows, and to have the right thing coming back to us, we have to sow the right thing, mm. and we have to have we have to have the right ground to to sow into and everything. And so that's why we have we brought our brother Roger Pope up here, so that he can talk to the church, and he's going to be out tomorrow. Uh, with the Reynolds out on Gyra Farms, and we just brought him in. He was over at one of our other pieces of property here that the church owns um, that we're going to be using in an agricultural way, agricultural way. And um, 
and he was, you know, giving us his feedback and telling us how to make the make the most of the land that we have to benefit the church, to benefit the people of God. And um, and so we just came from there and come over here to our studio right now. And and as we were talking, having some tacos and uh, <laughs> and uh, and just. Um, having some wonderful, wonderful time of, of just sharing. Um, why don't you just share what's on your heart there? And as I, if I have something, I'll, I'll say something, but I just want you to, I just want you to share from your heart some things that, that God is this, you've got so much inside of you. I mean, I was just feeling as you're talking like this guy could go on for hours and hours and hours and never repeat himself at all. And the way you pulled in things in the natural and the things of the spirit and the word of God and, and the, just the concepts is just like astounding. And so I want you to listen, listen to what this man has to share. It's going to blow your mind. Well, thank you, Pastor Todd. You know, uh, one of the things that, uh, as you were saying about, um, you know, sowing and growing, um, when I was four years old and I asked Jesus into my heart, it was in a chicken coop. And, uh, my mom always said that if you, uh, you know, you just, you can ask God, he hears you all the time. And, and when I was in that chicken coop, I remember getting eggs as a young boy. Um, every time I would go in that chicken coop, it was just something about mother nature that brought life to me. Mm. And as I watched, uh, there would be in the middle of the chicken coop, you'd start seeing like a weed or something grow up and the chickens. One of them chickens would find that, that weed and pull it out of the ground and I'd be like, man, that weed, I wanted to see it grow. I didn't know if it was weed or what it was back then. But as I began to get older, I, I got really uh, involved in our farming. Uh, we was, I'm a five-generation cattle rancher in Florida. So, um, you know, being around that all my life, we was around growing and farming and ranching. And I got very interested in growing. And, uh, you know, there's a difference between a farmer and a grower. True. And I always tell people, you know, a farmer, they just toil the soil throw their seed in and, and hope for the best of the harvest as, as much as they can. They protect everything they can to get as much out of it. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not as precise as it is for a grower. A grower wants to learn what the soil has, what the environment's going to be, what the seasons are developing um, for that environment for you to grow. So really, a grower is more precise on delicacy of everything coming to its natural state so it can provide its fullness of yield. That's and good. so when you grab a seed and you say you have a bag of seeds and you plant seed in the ground and they're all from the same location, maybe the same corn cob or whatever, and you plant them, it doesn't mean every one of those seeds are going to come up the exact same way. Uh, they're not going to grow the same speed. They're not going to grow with the same um, power and, and um, fullness in it. And even if you try to make them do that, they all have their in, uh, their identity in individual basis that God created them. So every Amazing. seed has its only his own identity, such as us with our fingerprints. So each seed has its own fingerprints, if you'd say. And so as I begin to look at this, the Lord began to show me Adam and Eve. And as I grew older, I started doing a study on uh, the power of the garden. And you know, everybody in the world has to eat from a garden. It's always got to come from a fruit process. So when you're looking at seed, time, and harvest, you're looking at things in a supernatural way. You have to look at it like this. If I have seed and I take care of the seed, 
it's one thing. But if I take the seed and put it into the soil or the natural ground for it to grow, I also have to take care of the atmosphere and the, um, the, the environment that I'm growing it in. If you plant seed out of season, you have to know how to take care of the seed so the season becomes uh, its fullest so it can produce its greatest harvest. Right. So as I looked at Adam and Eve, I started realizing the Lord told me, he says, genetically altering seed, because we hear that term all the time, genetically altering. Genetically altering means taking something that was made perfect and turning it into something that's not so perfect. And we know sin did that in our lives. We know the devil meant for that to, to be. But we look at the same aspect. Just because the devil failed and he was genetically altered through his sin, God didn't mean for Adam and Eve to sin. But there was an opportunity. Every one of us have our own decision to make in life. Every one of us create our own atmosphere to what we want to uh, charge or discharge in our life. So I always tell people, when I looked at Adam and Eve and I looked at the garden, I said, there's something more about it. When I got into my teenage life, I started realizing there was something God was trying to show me, but I never realized there was such fruit and powerful uh, understanding of the word. If we just go back to the Garden of Eden and learn from it. And so it really began to become a study of my life uh, through hard times and things that I went through that the Lord said, if you'll go back to the root, you'll find the problem no matter where it is. That's good. Go to the root. Go to the root. And so I realized that as Adam and Eve, Adam was created from the dust of the earth. God laid upon him, breathed into him. He become the first seed of the human species in that God said, I need a reproductive. I need a help meet. I need something to reproduce upon the earth. And it's got to be of the same species. So he put Adam to sleep, and everyone knows that a seed has to be put into darkness before it can ever come to its marvelous light to produce a harvest. Oh, yes. So, no, he, put, he was put to sleep, so a rib was taken out, and then he made Eve. And Eve become the other part, the source of offspring from this first seed. And so she was genetically perfect. She was organic, as some people would say, certified organic. But <laughs> she was a perfect organic seed of the human race. She was. So with Adam and Eve put together, that is the first seed of substance that all the other plants within the garden begin to represent. Because mm. they was put up on this earth to govern the earth. That's right. Everything within it. That's right. So as they do, as you notice today, every seed that you plant, two leaves come out of that seed immediately when it sprouts. Wow. That's Adam and Eve. And so if you know most beans seeds and pea seeds and stuff is when they come up and they sprout there'll be two large leaves that come out those leaves at nighttime actually fold back together and pray so at nighttime when they're living they're breathing they're growing they're giving all the praise to god isn't it amazing how plants can teach us how to live our life to this greatest uh, perspective wow. of giving god praise and glory that's awesome And you know, one of the things that when the Lord began to show me this, I looked and the devil knew that the only way he could get to Adam, because Adam was created by God, made perfect. She was made of Adam. So she was an offspring. He knew he had to come in and there was some kind of deceptive line. Now get this. I've worked in fields, um, in the heartland of America with large corporations that do a lot of genetic altering and been in laboratories and watched and seen. And they usually take seed and they try to produce a male-male or female-female seed Mm. to create the next generation that will not never produce. Exactly. In that, they can create a covenant that they can make the seed whatever they want. They can name it whatever they want. They can tell it to do whatever they want. They control it. They control it, right. The yield is always lesser than the organic seed. Exactly. 
So what the Lord showed me is when the enemy thought he had this genetic altered seed changed by offering this apple to Eve and she took of it, it wasn't so much the apple that was the contamination. It was God saying, don't eat of this one tree, this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what it meant is, remember, every plant, every tree upon the earth was in the garden. Yes, it was. Good and evil. There was a reason for that because God gives us choices in our life. Just like the little angel or the little demon on our other shoulder, we always have things in our life that we come into circumstances with that we can make our own choices. Choose. God gives right. us that cho- choice to do that. So as I looked at it, I watched, and it, it really, I took an understanding to this. When the devil thought he had Adam and Eve totally down at the bottomless pit with no hope, mm-hmm. God said, wait a minute, devil, you forgot. I got an offspring. His, his name's Jesus, my only begotten son. <laughs> I'm going to send him to the earth. And when he dies upon the earth and goes into the depths of the earth to take the keys of death and the grave from you, I'm going to go ahead and bring that seed back to perfection again. That perfect seed. Come on. Through his blood. And so the Lord showed me that what happened in the natural, as we look at it through the flesh, in the spiritual realm, it was much more powerful looking through God's eyes of seeing what he had already seen before he ever created it. He knew before the earth was ever made what he was going to have upon the earth and how it was going to gender and and bring forth multiplication. But the enemy thinks sometimes that he can change our lives. And so when I look at seed, I look at our own lives as humans that every time a seed comes forth on a sprout, if you'll notice, the seed doesn't drop off until the second generation of leaves start coming out. Oh, wow. So when the second generations begin to pop out, the seed will then fall off. And that is time for the fruitfulness of reproduction to take place. Isn't it amazing how God created everything to line up equal and balanced on the earth? If we look at trees and plants, we can even look at them through a storm. How many times have you ever seen a storm come through and destroy a tree, but after that, the tree brings forth no life? Yeah, it does. Or a volcano erupts, and it, it covers the land, but 100 years from then, it's a beautiful, luscious paradise. And so the Lord said that seed is our key into the kingdom of God. So if we'll go back to the book of Genesis, we look in Genesis 2 and 9 and, and 2 and 2, we look in, throughout the, the book of Genesis, really, in, the, in the, um, uh, the chapter 2, we can go all the way into Revelations chapter 22 and 2, and we can revert everything back from the beginning to the end. If God's the Alpha and Omega, so is the Word. If the seed that was given and, and, and generated and planted by God is the beginning and the end, if it come from God and He created it, then why do we miss the parts between Genesis and Revelations? We always take things out and add done too. So we've been so goodly convinced of how to genetically alter things in our lives. And we don't realize how the power and the source is in the earth. God created two DC ohms in the earth. If we think about that, that's Adam and Eve. So in the earth, where was, where was Adam brought out of? The dust of the earth. So God breathed in Adam. He laid upon him. So the power is a battery has to have a negative and a positive. Adam was the negative current. God was the positive current that put life into him. Mm -hmm. Now that is a power source. So Adam was given power to reproduce, but the seed had to be reproduced before it could reproduce because God himself created it that way. So in our lives now, as we look at plants, we look at food, we look at all these things, we got to get to understand that the earth provides all the energy needed for you and I to be rebuilt, regenerated, restored, but we got to quit letting the things that's been genetically altered 
from generation to generation influence us. Absolutely. And, and that is the key, the influence of the world. And as we were standing on our other piece of property talking, um, we, were, we were talking about all the things that God has created. It's already in the earth for us to be healthy, for us, he's given us all things that pertain unto life mm. and godliness. Yes. It's, it's already here, and, and we just have to use it, and we have to have the understanding, the revelation, yes. and then understanding on how to use it. And, and that's why God has given, uh, given this man just such wonderful understanding um, of how things that he created can be used by us today because we're now being told that things that were used for centuries, we're being told those are not good for That's you. That's right. In fact, some are being made illegal. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you know, talking about, you know, a pinch of this and that yes. and everything, and then the Alcas <laughs> control things. And now, you know, the FDA says you can't use that. That's illegal. You're not allowed to do this. Um, and instead, they have, they have altered um, and, and basically taken all the living source out of medicine. Yes. It's now uh, metals. Yes. And which, which kills the body. That's right. It, it destroys the body, but that is what the main ingredient is in medicines today. Mm. And so the medicines are patching up symptoms and everything like that while you're, while you're dying. Instead, if you would use the wisdom of the word and you'd use what God has created, life would be regenerated in you. Amen. Strength would come into your body. Yes. And every, it's basically everything that, that is going on and as, as we're being told to live now takes away from our health. Mm-hmm. Even as we were, again, talking in the restaurant and everything, you were talking about, you know, the, the ohms in the, the negative and the positive and everything like that. And actually, you know, we, we build houses and we put in our bedrooms, we put beds in them with, you know, four legs that bring us up off the, off the ground, which is one of the most unhealthy things we could do yes. actually, because our body needs that, that electricity actually that's in the ground to rejuvenate us. That's why people still wake up in the morning and they're still tired Amen. because their body never rested. It never got refreshed or re re energized yes. um, because that's how God created it. And so, you know, man was laying on the ground and they were healthy. And, and now, you know, we, we eat fake things. We, everything, everything is tried to be fake. Yes. And, and God's trying to bring his church back to the understanding of life. That's right. He's bringing us back to life so that we will survive in these last days. Yes. And, um, and so God has given you and tell them, tell the people a little bit about your background as far as like, you didn't just start growing two years ago. No, no. I, uh, you know, we all face troubles and trials in life. And I grew up in a family that uh, it was ranchers and stuff. But in our area, we was called the Micah Gold um, Project that we had. And, and um, we growed marijuana for the government. It was a municipal purposes. And, and in the 80s, they shut it off and uh, didn't want us to grow it no more. So we just continued to grow it. Uh, in between, um, you know, tomato plants and cannabis plants, we had our, our harvesters, they worked hard. And so we growed in rivers and stuff. We growed in ponds and rivers. We did a lot of hydroponics, aquaponics before it ever, ever was known in greenhouses and stuff. We growed mm-hmm. that stuff for years. So growing up, that wasn't an illegal thing for me because I was around it. But 
the Lord um, used that in my life to give me talents and giftings that I, I can use for the kingdom today. And so I always tell people I was never addicted to, uh, you know, cannabis or marijuana or anything. I was never addicted to any kind of drug um, I was addicted to, you know, uh, anger and, and all those things that we, we take on because of what we was raised in. But, but I also, uh, Pastor Todd, you know, when I look at that on my growing end of it, I had to get over my anger a lot to be able to listen to the plants because uh, you got to remember, you know, my dad was 10 years old when, it, when uh, my grandfather, you know, took his brains and, or took his, you know, his life in front of my dad. My dad had to clean his mess up and everything mm, and wow. at 10 years old. And then I had six great uncles do the same thing. And, and so there was a running rapid refund of, of suicide in my family. So wow. a lot of anger, violence, rejection, rage. Um, so overcoming that as a seed uh, didn't want to be that type. I didn't want to live that life. And uh, facing prison in 1991, um, and it gave me probation, ended up a chaplain in prisons across the nation. I wasn't in prison, but I was actually became a chip, ch- chaplain in prison doing it. It opened the windows of opportunity for me to turn my whole life and to 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 take a, um, a genetically altered seed and turn it back into a genetically founded seed that God wanted um, was I had to turn from what I was taught, raised, and equipped to be to what God called me to be. And that's what today I'm learning. You always learn from your failures, from the stumbling blocks more so than the stepping stones. And so in that, I realize now that when I look back, that God brought me through a life of harrowing times um, for a time that I could glorify him from here on out uh, and, and not only glorify him, but encourage, edify, and build others and teach them how to grow and how to survive off the nutrients and the balance of what God's created for us here on the earth. Wow. And you ran, you've run major businesses yes. for, for growing for, for other businesses, for restaurants yes. and all over the place. Yes, around the world. Around yes, the world. Very successful, multi-million dollar, you know, businesses that, um, and so he knows how to grow, but God, and, and you were, you were about to just kick back and retire and everything like yeah. that when uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown called you up yes, and said, I need you down here. And God had already put all of the understanding, uh, the seed of yeah. all of this was already in you, yes. which is now the Eden Project there in Tampa, Florida. And and, and we were just, we were down there. When did this start? Is it three, three, four months ago? Yeah, we started February 1st. We, we cleared the land and started yep. breaking ground. And so we were there just mid-February. Everything was just getting started. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown took my wife and I on a golf cart and took us all through this. And he was, you know, he was, he was saying, oh, this is the way it's going to be. It's going to be this, going to be that. And I was looking at things. I was like, wow, it, it sounds amazing what he says is going to be here. I, 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 I was like, how in the world could this be? <laughs> And right in the middle of all that, because uh, Pastor Rodney, when he begins to talk, you see what he sees. Yes. Because he sees things, and he, he just begins to talk out of what he sees in his spirit. And, um, and then it just it comes to be. And so as he was driving uh, the golf cart, and, and I was sitting there next to him, and, and he's you know, saying, okay, this is going to be here. We're going to have greenhouses here. This is going to be happening and everything like that. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you have the property to do the same thing now. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But I had no idea how fast something was going to take place. <laughs> so we were just down there just weeks ago. 
um, at the the graduation for uh, the River University and for the uh, Spring Ministers and Leaders Conference, and to see the transformation in in less than four months' time, it was astounding because you you blew away the concept that something has to take a certain amount of time to do it. Um, you were just talking in our in our other property about there's no such thing as a season. That's right. And yeah, I mean, everything that he was saying today, I was just like, my mind was going tilt. But And I was getting it, though. It was just like, as soon as you said it, I was like, I've never heard that before. And then it was like, that makes perfect sense, though. Exactly. That is exactly. And then you would talk, and all of a sudden, the scripture would come to me. Bah, 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 bah. Mm. And, um, and so it's, it's so exciting to see a, a man who understands how the word works inside of nature. Yes. And I'm, I'm literally, I mean, we were like in the, maybe 10 minutes into talking, sitting there at the table waiting for the other guys to show up. And he's talking, all of a sudden my eyes are being filled with tears because <laughs> I'm just like, this is absolutely incredible. I love this. And, and I'm, not, I'm not a green thumb type of person. Um, I, you know, I just, it's an area where I'm kind of a little more challenged in, um, whereas this man knows everything about it. Um, uh, spiritually, I know how to plant seeds. I know how to bring things up. I know how to, I know how to raise things and like that. And, um, but you're bringing, you're bringing this, it's a spiritual concept, which is what God always intended. That's it. He always intended and it's just like the, the longer you talk, the more scriptures were popping in my spirit, like all through the Bible. It's just mm-hmm. like bap, 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 bap. And, and I, was, I was just sitting there like amazed um, because you weren't, you weren't quoting scriptures, right. but scriptures were coming to me. Come it's on. like, he's talking about this. He's talking about that. He's talking about that. And Kyle was trying to take notes on his phone. He said, I can't take notes <laughs> fast enough. And, um, and so... And, and Pastor Sam was just sitting there, and he's like, man, my mouth is just dropping open wide. He goes, I, he goes, I never understood all of this so well. Um, but it's because of revelation. That's right. And anytime God wants to take us somewhere where we've never been before, he gives us revelation knowledge Amen. of something. And you carry that in you. Mm. It's something God's been putting in you since, like you said, when you were like six years old yes. in the chicken coop. Yes. And... And now is the time for it, though. Yes, because yes. talk about talk about the different seed. Talk about seed time, as you were talking to us in the restaurant there. Well, you know, uh, seed time. We always we always looked at it as seed time and Two harvest. And, yeah. Yes, but seed time. Every seed has its own timing. And we don't look at sometimes, we always preach the word by saying, you know, God wants to return to us, you know, 30, 60, and 100 fold. And, uh, you know, we, we see it as a money thing in the conception of what most man has been teaching for generations. But money is just one tool. And the, good, the great tool was the seed. Seed is going to be more valuable than gold and silver in the next three months. Oh, and listen to what, what he just said. There. Say that again. Seed is going to be more valuable than gold and silver in the next three months. In the next three months, people. And we're going to see, literally, it's going to take place in about the eighth and ninth month. There's going to be a shift all over the earth that control and manipulation towards making gold and silver be a product that literally, you can't eat it. You know, you can you can you can lay it as, as bricks in your driveway, but you can't really take it and process it to live off of it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tool. It's a commodity. It's something you can use. But think about seed. 
Seed can not only be put up for thousands of years, but seed can also be used as a commodity. It can produce food. It can produce nourishment. It can produce nutrients. All these things that seed can do is because seed is given life inside of it, not what's around it, but inside of it is, is given life. Now, every seed has a time. It's got its own season placed in it. Time was never given to the earth. Time was made for you and I. So God created time in the seed. So when Adam was first birthed out of the dust of the earth, God put time in him for us humans to have time. Everything else didn't need time because humans is the only thing that has time that's needed. Mm-hmm. And we always look at it like, well, God, just hold off another day or two. But if, if a day to God is a thousand years to us or vice versa, we do it, look at it from both ways, no matter how we look at it, it doesn't even out because even if a day to us and a thousand years to God, when we look at it the way the word's talking about it, God's ways are not our ways. His mm-hmm. ways are higher than our yes. ways. And what we don't do is we don't look at God's ways. We look at our thinking, our stinking thinking, as I say it, mm-hmm. it's corrupted by what people want us to believe instead of what God said is the truth. The truth shall set us free. It's not just Jesus. The truth is God, the Holy Spirit, everything within the kingdom of God is truth. That is the balance of that. So if we take anything out or add anything to the word or the, the relationships we have with God, that's why so many people say, I believe in God, but not Jesus, or I believe in the Holy Spirit, but not Jesus, or I, and, and they take things out of, it's no different than genetically altering a seed to only produce what you want it to produce. And if you can't create the production of it, then it's not going to produce anything. So God wants us to take the word, apply it to our lives, and then our lives conduct the energy and sources for seed to come forth. So if I take seed and put it in my hand, it's not going to grow. But right. if I take seed and put it in the right environment and plant it, then I can put an environment for it to grow. So I always tell people, it's like the old thing with chocolate M&Ms. You know, either they're going to melt in your hand or melt in your mouth, one or the other. They, they, they melt either place. But seed doesn't do that. God says you can hold on to your seed as long as you want. If you never, never sow it, it'll never grow it. So what we need to do is get back to the basics of truth. And the truth is that the revelation is God gives a seed in our lives so we can reproduce. And if we don't go and reproduce it, who will? That's right. And so God has called each one of us with a productive system of time. So every seed has a 30-day process. So you got some seed that, that produces its, its yield in, in 30 days, 32 days, 34, 36, 38 days. You have some at 60 days, 62, 64, 68. You have some at 70s, 80s. you got some at 9. But think about it. When he says 30, 60, and 100, Every seed process in all species have a 30, a 60-day, or a 100-day germination time of producing yield. Isn't it amazing how we can go back to the Garden of Eden and learn where our future is if we'll just get back to the Garden? It's all, it was all there in the Garden. And Adam and Eve knew all of this. Yes. And the enemy knew they had the key. That's right. And his job, as always, was to destroy whatever God was trying to build. Come on. And so from creation, Satan knowing that after, after Eve had disobeyed and Adam followed in that course of disobedience and sin was introduced to the world, mm. which corrupted things, and, and God said, you know, that he was going to bring his seed about. And so the enemy always knew Jesus was going to come. Come on. But he didn't know when, he didn't know how. And so from that time all on, 
he was trying, he was going after the seed. He was going after the firstborn. Moses, he was destroying the firstborn all the way down to when Jesus, he was, he was trying to destroy, to destroy the seed, destroy the, um, anything that could bring forth the, the righteous cause of, of God. And, and still today, the enemy is going after the seed. Yes. He's going after the, he's going after the little ones and everything like that. And he's even now trying to keep us from having seed. Come on. And so the world now is pushing, you know, let's just go for the LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ seed. And um, there is none of that. It produces nothing. That's right. And the enemy knows that. And so that's why it's being produced. And so you've got in this area, in the human, uh, humanity area, you've got something that does not produce. And then they've got the GMO seeds. Yeah which those don't produce either, and they have a limited life. I want to tell you, everything that the, that the enemy is involved in brings death. death. Come on. Always death. Everything God has will produce life. Yes. And it will continue to produce life mm. if we will just keep applying the Word of God. That's it. Too many Christians, I believe, Brother Roger, they, they start off with... In faith in the word, mm-hmm. and then they deviate off of it, and they yes. see another model, mm-hmm. and they think, "Oh, that looks good." It's just like you know the grass on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. or the cow. You know, hey, let's just look over there. And so, a lot of times, we think, "Well, you know what? We've been trying this for for years. How long has the word been around?" Well, the, the word was in the beginning, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was with God, and 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 you know, as it says in John one one. But the thing is, is that the enemy's job has always been to corrupt the seed. Mm. And it's no different today. And so what we have to do as believers, even in the area of natural growing, Mm. is we have to protect the seed. Come on. We have to protect the seed. And, and the enemy, even when the word of God goes out in, as, as believers are speaking the word, whether it's in a church service, whether it's out, you know, and, you know, witnessing to somebody on the streets, whatever, I mean, the word goes out and it says immediately Mm. the enemy comes for the seed. Come on. Immediately he tries to come for the seed, to destroy the seed because the power, the power of everything is in the seed. Mm. And so, so that's, that's what we have to understand we have to have, the church has to have this revelation. We cannot allow, cannot allow the enemy to destroy our seed. And we just came out of Father's Day yesterday. And, you know, and it, what, is, uh, what is it about a father? A father produces seed. Mm. And, uh, and so if the enemy can keep the fathers from being what they're supposed to be doing, and, and you know, and, and, and I mean, the, the purpose, the whole purpose actually of marriage is not to make two people happy. The, the whole purpose of marriage, 100%, I'm, I forget the exact verse, I, I'm, I need to find it, but the, ex, the whole purpose of marriage was to produce seed. Yes. That is the only reason that God brought man and woman together, for the seed, seed. purpose and for procreation and for, and, and for growing on the earth. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, I just want to get married because I just want to be happier or whatever. No, no that, is a, that is a side benefit. Right. <laughs> it's wonderful to have, you know, to be able to, to, be able to raise a family with somebody that you, that you love and everything. That's the way it should be. Mm. And so there's the blessing of doing things according to the way that, that God has them. But instead, God wants to corrupt the seed. That's why there's been porn has been brought in and everything like that. Right. And so the man will not desire the woman. Mm. 
And so if a man doesn't desire the woman, then he's just like, oh, you know, I'm fine by myself. I can look at this. I can do this. You know, I don't have to have her to be happy. And then we got this whole agenda trying to say you don't need the men and everything. And so they're being pushed aside. Why? To destroy sure. the seed. Come on. The power of the seed. Yes. The enemy is coming after the seed. And you know what, people? We're not this stupid. Come on. We understand this. We see this. And the enemy is being exposed. And eyes are being opened. This is not this is not something we're talking we're not talking about woke stuff. I'm just talking about revelation. That's right. Okay? It's a totally different thing than being woke. We are not woke. Hallelujah. We've never been asleep. Hallelujah. Right. We're just we're just getting revelation, divine revelation of what God is wanting to do. And so hearing what what Chaplain Roger Pope is sharing here and 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 grabbing hold of this this revelation I mean, this is just like lit me up inside. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is so wonderful because it literally, it goes from Genesis all the way to Revelation. You were just talking in, um, just as you were um, sharing just a couple minutes ago about Revelation chapter 22 and verse two, where it says in the midst of of the street of Come it, on. and on either side of the river, mm. there was the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. month. And on. the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Yes. Well, that's just pointing us to what God says. This is what's possible. Come on. There's a, there's a harvest every month in the natural, in the spirit, in every area. Yes. Because God created it to be that way. What did it say? The healing of the nations was. It says the leaves of the tree mm. were for the healing of the nations. You know, what, about you know what the fruit was for? To protect the seed. So God never wow. created the fruit for us to eat. He created the leaves and the trees and the stems of the trees. For us to eat those. Yes. The nourishment is in your stem and your leaves. Knowing, knowing how a plant grows, the first 7 to 14 days is the greatest nourishment that it could ever have. It's at its highest point of nutrients at the first 7 to seven 14, to 14 days. Isn't that double completion, right? That means God's finished. That's amazing. And he completed, but he already reproduced also. So in 14 days, he can reproduce everything that needs to be reproduced out of that seed and for a lifetime. If an egg corn is dropped, an egg corn is, is a seed. If it's dropped and 50 years from then you have a forest because of one egg corn. Isn't it amazing how God can reproduce a system? In, in the genetics of understanding uh, mustard seed in the Bible, it said the faith, the grain of a mustard seed, right? Faith is a grain of mustard seed. When you think of one mustard seed the size of an ink pen head, and one of those in six months, five and a half, six months, at 15 foot tall, can grow 11,000 seeds it can reproduce. So oh just gosh. in a half a year's time, one little tiny, tiny seed can produce 11,000 seeds off of one seed. Isn't that how God's multiplying in our lives? See, what he sees, we don't see. And what he's wanting us to see is what he sees. So what we got to do is we got to understand that mustard seed's not the smallest seed. Even, even the Bible says that. It's one of the smallest, but it's not the smallest. Right. There's many others. But it's the high, one of the highest ranking reproductive seeds that is upon the earth. Isn't it amazing that if you times that, you know, you hear in the Bible, we always read and study, we understand it says one can send a thousand to flight, talking about us in agreement, right? To 10,000. And, and you just put that in 20 or 40 or 50. God's multiplication is much greater than ours. But think about this if four mustard seeds, you and I and two others get together and agree, 
Wow. And our faith is as a mustard seed. What we should produce out of those four little mustard seeds of faith, what do you think we should be able to do? We should be able to move mountains. We should be able to move valleys. Anything Anything that is in front of us, we should be able to move. And faith moves all things. Yes, it does. In Christ Jesus. So I I, I would just, I know people can't see this, but I want to show you something when you're talking about that. These are one day old seed. We got to get these out. Some look at a little you. picture here. Yes, and, uh, this is actually uh, a picture of mustard seed. Now, mustard's really tiny mm-hmm. on the tables that I have. I have a product that God blessed me with years ago that I created out of seven extracts. Seven. That number comes back mm-hmm. again. But I just soak these in it overnight. So these seeds that you see is only one night old, less than twenty four hours. That's am- it's amazing what I'm looking at here too. And that is a day and a half old where it's all already got two leaves. Two leaves are Adam and Eve. That's it. Adam and Eve already come on the earth. We know that. God's trying to tell us. But he's going to show us in through these seeds that he can reproduce us just as fast if we got faith to believe. The creation of his faith that God gives us is supernatural. I grow wheatgrass. Mm-hmm. Wheatgrass is supposed to be a 14- to 21-day grow process. I can grow it in eight days and be taller than what everybody else has grown for 21 days and have 8,700% uh, more nutrients in it. 8,700% more nutrients. And when we took it to the laboratories, they had to create a genetic um, computer to try to figure out because your average microgreens have a 14 to 1,700% nutrient balance. Mm-hmm. Ours was at 8,000. So wow. that was just with a natural product that God gave us in seven extracts. And then the Lord spoke to me about growing with the energy of the soul of the ground. Yeah. That's when I took the tables and grounded them to the earth. And every time we have electrical storm in Florida, it goes to eight ohms automatically. Our, our meters would go to eight ohms. It energizes that, the soil, which carries up into the tables. Come on. And then the roots that you see underneath is called ghost roots. When, you, when you pull the soil apart, you don't even see the roots. They disappear mm-hmm. because they're fiber. They're fiber to energy. There's three different types of roots. There's one we call a ghost root which is a fiber root. It's called an invisible root. Then you have another root. It's called a water root, watercress root, which basically if you grow it in aquaponics, the only root that grows on that plant is the water root. If you plant it from water directly into soil, 90% of the time it'll die because it's not got its soil roots yet developed. So if you grow it in soil and put it in water, Mm -hmm. you'll get both roots coming out of it. But what I do is instead of growing it that way, I grow it in metal. I grow it and I can grow it on after turf. I can grow it in rubber tires. I can grow it anywhere. But as long as I can electrify it with the two DC ohms of the earth, I can produce a, a product that when you cut it, it has an umbilical cord inside the stem of that little sprout. An umbilical cord inside the stem of the sprout. So when you cut the sprout from the root, it still lives for 40 to 52 Just days. like a human. Just like a human. God created everything because... Because we're part of that, that whole part process. Part of that species of what, yes, from the dust of the earth. Yeah. Jesus. And that's how we were taken, and that's how we return. Come on. And so we just look a little different than the plants. Yeah. Praise God. We communicate a little differently. And uh, we, there's a soul part of us that, Amen. you know, and God put his spirit inside of us, which made us very unique, different than the animals even. Come but on. everything works together, and that's everything right. communicates. Yes. I don't, um, you probably know um, Grand Chief Matthew Kuncombe. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was just up with us um, just about 10 days ago, 
and uh, I've known him for so many years and uh, talked with him just wonderfully through the years of different things when when he was Grand Chief at three different times of the Cree Nation up in Ottawa, Canada, and uh, talking about how, you know, the communication that he had with nature mm-hmm. and and how, you know, he's, he's like, you know, you can communicate with the plants, mm-hmm. with the trees. You can hear things. And he goes, even with the animals. And, and you, you're just like, and right now, you know, you look at those kind of people, those kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're strange. <laughs> Thank but you. no, <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that, that there is, there is communication. How yeah. else would God have said we have dominion That's over right. Come on. this stuff? unless we can actually communicate with it. Otherwise, it would not understand. Actually, the animals, they understand that we have dominion over them. It's only fear that we have that keeps us from having dominion over the animals because they were made to be subservient to us. Amen. And so they weren't made to to attack or anything like that. But, But the way God made things, if we understand our position and our place and we do things according to the word of God Mm. correctly, because you were talking about, and I'm kind of going in two different directions here now, but um, if we do it correctly, we'll see the, we'll see the, 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 the fruition of it, the, the true growth, but it has to have, this is the other thing. It has to have the right atmosphere to grow in. Yes. And that's what you know how to create. Yes. And something else that we haven't really talked about much of, but there's two things that I grow with. I grow with electrode, electricity, or electrified areas of atmosphere, and energized sound waves. So I use this. music. Uh, so I use music and sound waves also, and that conducts a balance of keeping the defensive part of the seed after it grows uh, above surface. Then I actually give sound waves and I begin to produce, you know, worship music. You can play anything, country music, worship music, all kinds of stuff. There's only a couple different music sounds that we found in laboratories that doesn't, right. doesn't really affect it oh, okay. uh, in the growth process in, in helping it grow. It literally stuns its growth. It stunts its growth. Yeah. Wow. And um, in that, so what we did is we found out that certain sounds, you was talking about sounds and communication with animals and stuff. Yeah. You know, one of the, the neatest ways to communicate with animals is through sound. It might be a whistle, it might be a hum, it might be a yell. There, there's different ways that we communicate. And as an animal gets used to whatever sounds you use, um, you know, some animals grunt, some, you know, have different types of sounds that they, they go by, and they learn that from a young age, and that's how they, they begin to communicate. Well, seed is the same way. So if I can conduct an atmosphere of a, in the greenhouses, I, I conduct two different atmospheres. One, it's a vortex, like a tornado. And then I have other air that comes through at different angles to, to turn the, the vortex back into a slower dimension of air uh, flow to where it turns the, the air to where the plants actually are going back and forth instead of one way. Okay. What that does is it cross-pollinates or allows the, the plant to pollinate as a, a bird or God's creation of wind does. Mm. So when we do that with the sound, sound waves, the sound waves increase the level of immunity of the plant. So as I walk up to a banana plant and wow. I smack it with a bat, immediately mucus will begin to come out of the banana tree. Mm-hmm. So we have a banana tree. We have a red banana that we use. We have a cell quest and it kills, you know, it's, it's done a lot of stuff, but it kills all kinds of bacteria and stuff. It's really neat how it works. But we found out it's very good for all kinds of some disease and stuff it takes care of. It just, it gets rid of them. 
And uh, my arms and stuff used to have all kinds of this stuff on it, and it got rid of it, just rubbing it down with this mucus. But we would take the tree, we still grow them, and we grow these banana trees for six months. At the six-month process, we don't let the, the tree become pregnant and produce fruit. We cut the top off, and we cut it a foot from the bottom, and we take the stem of the banana tree. We run it through a processor press, and the mucus inside, you can rub it on your arms, go out into the gulf, and stay out there six days and never get sunburned. You can, you can have a major oh, sunburn, like and it just restores your, your, your limbs and everything where they've been burnt with first-degree burns. And so when somebody asked me about the plants, I sprayed this stuff on plants, and literally people could not, they, they had a hard time believing it, but it actually restored the leaves that had marks and had, uh, you know, funguses and stuff on it. And somebody asked, how, how does that happen? Well, we don't know what God's put in different plants, but he's given us plants to help us. He's given us fruits and vegetables and all kinds of stuff. But what we got to do is we got to learn that a lot of the stuff that God's given us, he gives it to us for a reason. I'm showing you something they don't see right now, but this was my leg at first degree burn fishing seven and a half hours in the ocean. It looks very bad. All right. This is a day later, 24 hours later after I put the stuff on. 24 hours. That's it. 24 hours. The next day in the evening time was Normal. like brand spanking new skin. Absolutely complete. It's, it's, yeah, looks brand new. And we called it before and after. Before the tree bear <laughs> fruit and after the tree bear fruit. That's incredible. So there's things that God, uh, God gives us ideas and stuff to do. And the leaves of the tree. The leaves and the stems the of the healing. trees are for the healing of the nation. And you mentioned that the fruit was created to protect the seed. Yes. Not for us necessarily to eat. We get to enjoy no, it. That's right. But talk about, again, you were talking about, about what bricks. God saw. Yeah. yeah you, can't, you can't eat of the seed. Right. Why is the purpose of that? So, well, in Leviticus, it talks about not eating the seed the first, I mean, of the fruit the first three years. There is a very, very significant thing that we don't do as humans. We always talk about the first fruits, giving God the first fruits. We don't never really talk about the understanding in Leviticus where God was speaking of don't eat your seed, right, your fruit, mm-hmm. basically, for the first three years. What that is is because they would eat the fruit and the seed, they would eat it all, and then they wouldn't have nothing in the storehouse. So God sometimes says storehouse. when you're growing something, you always got to produce more than what you want to intake because a lot of times our natural minds is let me grow one tomato plant and I'll have tomatoes for a couple months. Why don't you grow three tomato plants and have two more plants to provide for your two neighbors next door? You know, why don't you take the seed and smush it out of the fruit? Because a, a tomatoes is fruit. And you smush the seed out of it and then take the rest of the tomato and chop it up and make tomato gravy and rice. Keep the seed. Keep the seed. In whatever you're doing. Yes. And then you can eat the fruit after you can the eat seed's the fruit. taken out. Yes. You're talking about the same thing with cucumbers. Cucumbers, watermelon, open them up, anything. cut the seeds out. Watermelon, yeah. keep as the long seeds. as it's an heirloom or an organic, it's fine. If it's GMO altered, GMO. it's no good. It's junk. Throw it's it away junk. to begin with. Come on. And so that's what we have to see. What we have to understand now is we need these. We need these heirloom seeds. Amen. And if you can get just a few, and yeah. you can get started with things, and it doesn't take people to have an entire greenhouse. No. They can just do it in whatever space they have. Just a little That's right. just a little small raised bed. You got it. Backyard, and, patio, anything. And so don't think that those who are listening to this that you know you have to 
have all of this equipment or all of this land or anything like that. If you do, that's great because you can be a blessing to other people, right? Not just yourself. But even if you were a, just a, a single person and you had, you had just a, a few square feet to grow in, you could do something and it could grow from that. Amen. Yes. But you just have to understand what you're doing. That's right. And so that's, that's why we have our brother Roger Pope here with us. And, and tomorrow night, he's going to be sharing at our Kingdom Business Fellowship at 7 o'clock. Um, by the time most people hear this, it will already have been, it will already be over, but it's going to be on our YouTube channel. And so if you go back and you can watch this um, YouTube from um, Tuesday, June 21st, KBF, um, you're going to be able to hear everything that he is sharing, and it'll be whatever God has put on his heart is about healthier tomorrow or something That's like right. that. Growing for a healthier tomorrow. Growing yes. for a healthier tomorrow. And so um, you'd put that on the Facebook before you left Tampa today. Yeah. I picked that up. I was like, <laughs> okay, there's that's the tomorrow night. And so... And so it's so important for us to get all the information that we possibly can. And Alan's here in the studio helping us out and everything like that. So we need to make sure if people need to be able to access this in some other way, that this recording here, if we could even be able to send this out like in a, by a text or something like this, this particular recording. And so we can, uh, if, if people don't have a way to access it for podcast or whatever, they need to send it to somebody else in some other way. We, this is such important information here. And this, uh, that, that you've been sharing today, um, is just, is just vital. And I think this prompts people to say, wow, there's so much that I need to be aware of. And, and a lot of people think, you know, you need something to eat. You just go to the grocery store. Mm. They think they, you know, the, all the meat is in the in the back part of the grocery store, and and all the vegetables are in another area of the back part of the grocery store, and the eggs are in another section, and the milk and everything. But there is a plot right now to destroy all of our food systems. That's right. And if you're not aware of that, all you, I mean, you just have to research it just a tiny little bit. And, and there, is a, there is a plot all over the United States, at least, to destroy major food systems and, and producers. Mm. And you're even talking about ones, the uh, relatives of yeah. yours, that yeah. chickens and yep. that had thousands and thousands of chickens. And all of a sudden, they're just all, everything is, is caught up in fire mm. um, because they're trying to create a shortage and they're trying to create a panic. And when people panic, they can be driven. Fear drives people, and they're driven in the direction that the government says, do this. And meanwhile, the government on one side is destroying things, and on the other side, the other hand is taking away and keeping it to themselves what they know people are going to want. And so anything the government says, don't invest in this, stay away from this, this is not good for you, do the exact opposite. And you will survive. Whatever the government says, do the opposite. Begin. That will be the right thing. 
Years ago, when uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown came to the United States, the Lord spoke to him. He says, look and see whatever the church is yep. doing. Do the opposite, and it'll be me. And that's what that brought revival. God. That's right. Exactly. To this to this great yeah. land. And revival went from, from the United States of America all over the world. Yes. Because somebody did the opposite of what man's conventional wisdom was saying to do. And right now we're looking in these growing processes, man's conventional wisdom is saying, do this, do this, do this. And they're trying to overrun us and they're trying to get us to eat bugs and um, all all kinds of things that you, you know, people right now are saying, I would never do that. Well, you know what? If you don't use some wisdom, you're going to be eating crickets here next year. That's right. And roaches and spiders. And you'll be thankful that you get them. Because you'll, that'll be all the protein that is available to you out of the grocery stores. Come on. As you know now, you go in the grocery store, and, and I, we have one just down the road from us. I go in there sometimes, and I look at the produce section, and there's hardly anything there. You go into some other of the aisles. It's like, why don't you guys stock up? They say, well, there's nothing available. There is a, there is a supply chain disruption. Well, the disruption is because people like the farmers and ranchers are being bought out. They're being right. given money to stop growing, being given money to stop um, uh, their uh, slaughtering their, um, their, their cows and their cattle for consumption, being offered twice as much That's right. for cattle if they will not slaughter it, but if they will just destroy it. it. That's right. They're giving them twice as much money. And, uh, and, and I, I've, I've got this. I got all the facts of it and everything. I was like shocked. I, my mouth literally dropped open wide. I was like, oh, my God. There, there is a ploy, a plan, and it is actively being, being pushed throughout the United States to destroy this nation and to create a crisis. crisis. That's right. That's because right. the government wants a crisis because they can control people during crisis. But the body of Christ is ready for, ready it. for it. Come on. And we are being prepared and I want to tell you, the church is going to be the breadbasket. The church is going to be the provider. And people will be coming to the church to see their needs met. Amen. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown said that years ago. He come said on. people will come here just to have their needs met. Come I remember on. that yes. maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I want to tell you, it is so exactly true. They'll be coming because this will be the source of, of provision. Southern Baptist Convention just, just made, a, made a ruling that the prosperity gospel is false doctrine. I want to tell you, if you don't have prosperity, how are you going to provide? How are you going to survive? How are you going to do anything? And so they've got the poverty mindset. You can keep that poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. I want to under, I want to know that you know what God says from Genesis to Revelation that He has blessed us. Yeah. And he has blessed us again. And the blessing of the Lord, if you, if you disagree with the blessing of the Lord, you disagree foundationally with the entire gospel. That's right. The entire gospel. Yes. Everything. Yes. It's all based on the blessing of the Lord because God is good. Come on. And, and that's what we have, to, we have to be able to show. Mm. It's not just, and we're talking about this, but it's not just all in talking. Right. It's not just all in, in, you know, Paul said, my preaching and my teaching were not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration, demonstration. Come on. of the spirit and of power. And you're talking about one of the ways you grow is through power. power. Through power. And I want to tell you, these things all, the seed, the power, 
the, the water, the life, all of these things, elements in the Word of God, keys actually for us to survive in these last days. Mm-hmm. Because God never intended for his church to be taken out. It will not be taken out. It will get stronger, and it will be the source of every good thing on this earth. And God put us here to have dominion. Amen. Amen. When Jesus Christ does return to rapture his church, it won't be because... We are, we are depleted, and we are scared, and we are hiding and everything. We are taking over. That's right. That's and right. it'll be our finest hour when Jesus comes to take us out. Amen. Because the bride of Christ is going to emerge from the church. Yes. And it's going to be a bride that is powerful. It is beautiful. It is spotless. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, I want to, it will be the church's finest hour. We, the church are getting greater and greater. We're getting stronger. The light of God is shining on us in the world darkness. The world says gross darkness will cover the people. Mm. But God says, I will arise. I will arise in these last days. And he's going to do it through the church because we are the hope inside of us. Inside of us, we carry the hope. Inside of us, we carry the life. Inside of the church is every living thing that God needs to produce life. Amen. Absolutely amazing. Yes. It's, it's been so awesome being able to, to sit here during this time here and, and, and talk with, with you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and for sharing this. And, and I encourage you, what, your website, how can people find out more about you? Um. They can look at us through um, Revival um, Ministry. We got the Operation or, uh, Operation Eden on Revival.com. Yep, Revival.com, and and they can also touch base with us on the um, um, we got it at um, I can't think of it right now. It's, okay, we got so many new ones coming out, and I'm trying to I don't want to give a false one out there. Oh, no problem changing, at all. So. But anyway, you can go to revival.com yes. and you can look up the Eden Project there yes. and, and follow follow things and there'll be there'll be links and everything you need to find out. Um, of course, as you're listening here to the Last Days podcast, you know that you can find us um, online, um, riveroftricities.com and, uh, and just hook up with us. You can go on our YouTube channel and you can find all kinds of incredible ministry there, um, River of Tri-Cities. Um, and uh, the River of Tri Cities on our YouTube, and and we just encourage you if if you and come out to our Kingdom Business Fellowships. Also, it's uh, normally it's the second Tuesday of every month. We moved this one to the third Tuesday because it fit with schedules and everything like that. And I actually wasn't here last Tuesday, um, and he wasn't here either, and so um, <laughs> that kind of worked out well. But um, normally the second Tuesday of every month we have Kingdom Business Fellowship. And you can join us for these things, and we have some of the greatest voices and influence in the body of Christ coming here to, to share with us and in all kinds of different areas, but we're getting to branch out into some areas of agriculture and getting ready to start some major growing things here in the Johnson City, Tennessee area and uh, so that we can be a provider yes. and we can be we can, be, we can help sustain life as God intended for us to. And so thank you so much for joining us here. From myself, Dr. Todd Holmes, Chaplain Roger Pope, um, we say thank you so much yes. for joining Amen. us here. 
um, on the Last Days podcast. Please uh, subscribe. Please share this and let other people know so that the lights can come on. Praise God. We need more light. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.